Medical information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If your pet has or you suspect they might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of All Paws Pet Talk, this radio show, or their sponsors. And now live in the studio, it's the All Paws Pet Talk call-in radio show with a valuable knowledge and expertise of our panel guests ready to take your calls. Listen for the phone number so you may call in live. Take it away, panel. Everyone, uh, welcome to our show. This is All Pause for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk Radio. I'm your host, Kit DeRoche, and we have a very great show for you today. I'm really excited to speak to our guests. Uh, before we start, I have something on my desk here from G Girl Productions I'd like to share with you all. Laura Souza is the founder of G Girl Productions, and they are hosting their first annual pre. Halloween Bash. It's great fun. If you have a dog that you'd like to dress up, they are going to have um, contests for their parents and fur babies, and they'll be judged together. So if you're going to be in Florida at the Abacoa Golf and Country Club in Jupiter on September 17th of this year, it's a Saturday. The pet contest will... um, will be that day, and if you want to find out additional information, you can go to www.ggirlproductions.com. Sounds like it'll be a great event. Okay, so my first guest is Alana Joy, and I would like to welcome her. She has had some unusual insights into both people and animals since her childhood, And she is going to discuss with us today how she became an animal communicator. So welcome, Alana Joy. It's very nice to have you today. Well, thanks so much. It's great to be here. Uh, Well, my first question is, and I'm sure that this is on a a lot of people's minds today, is how long have you worked as an animal communicator? And really, what what is it? Well, really my whole life, when I was growing up on the west coast of Canada, I lived in the country and I was near the ocean, and frankly, I always thought it was normal to hear animals and birds speak when I was mm-hmm. growing up, and it mm-hmm. was, wasn't until I was more into adulthood and I realized that people didn't have birds landing on their hands and all these different things that were happening where I, I'd get injured animals come to me all the time and I'd do first aid on them. I thought it was normal. and. When I got into my 20s, I did some metaphysical studies, and I learned about different things, and then I started to actually do official sessions with people and their animals. I thought it was normal. It was something I was born with. Well, what kind of things do you discuss during a session with uh, an owner and their pet? Well, let me give you an example of a lady that I worked with that had several cats. And she had a lot of rescue cats, and she had quite the hierarchy going in her house where the cats were all coming in at different times. So 
cats tend to be a little, you know, territorial, and if they're the first ones that are there, they like to run the show. But mm-hmm. this lady called me, and I was talking to her, and this is all on the phone. I didn't do it live, and she said she was having problems with a couple of the cats that kept doing their business in their drinking and their water and their cat bowls, you know, where their food was. And she can't hear them. And, of course, to me, this is just very simple. They immediately told me the reason they were doing that is they were mad at her because she brought other cats in when they were the queen and the king of of the house already. And also they did not like the food that she was feeding them. Wow. So on my second session with her, we talked about some of the advice I'd given her. And one thing was very simple. I tuned in and I got the kind of food that they would like. And I told her a couple of other things. It was kind of like psychological counseling for the household. And I told mm-hmm. her how to pay attention <laughs> to cats because some were getting more time than others. On our second session, she really just called to tell me they were eating, they weren't doing their business in their food anymore, and they were all getting along, and she was just thrilled. Wow. Well, how exactly do you do what you do? Is it, is it an intuitive thought that comes into your mind? Well, you know how I'm talking to you? Mm-hmm. That's how I talk to the animals. It's not anything that I had to work at doing. I mean, I did take training and a lot of meditation. I'm a minister, so I can sit in, in prayer. I'm a Reiki master. So I learned to work with energy so I could understand and enhance this and work with other people and help them to relax, also do healing work with their animals. But I always have had this. It, it's... To me, it's like I'm talking to you. That's how I talk to my animals, and they talk back. But, of course, I'm only hearing it in my head. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not pictures. It's not anything. It's just, just like talking to you. And to me, it's normal, but I realize it isn't normal for everyone. Um, where do you do this work with animals? Do you go to people's homes, or do you have people come to an office? Sometimes I go to people's homes if they request that. I charge a little extra for gas depending on where it is I'm going to them. And that way I can actually sit there with their animal. And nine times out of ten I end up counseling the owners because it's more about the owners (laughs) half the time than it is about the pets. I would think so, yeah. (laughs) It really is. And I have to tell you, they, they teach me about unconditional love every day because when I work with the animals... They don't lie. They don't have pat- negative patterns running them. When you work with people, they, they, they're, in their, they're in their patterns, and they'll tell you things. And even though I can read past what they're telling me and I know what the truth is, the animals don't do that. When they're speaking to me in my head, I'm hearing their thoughts, their feelings, their words, you know, in my mind. And sometimes they'll give me pictures, but most of the time I just hear them. They'll say, well, I don't like it when they go away and leave me and they shut all the light you know all the lights and and it's so dark in here and they just leave me here especially cats because people are you know not taking their dogs out to be walked and stuff like that but they'll just tell me what's bothering them because the owners don't hear them and can you do this with all animals or just domestic pets all animals i was working with a lady and her cows and i've worked with horses and i'm always talking to the birds For instance, where I live, I have a lot of uh, wooded area around me, and the animals were getting excited about me being on this show because just before the show, 
and it's 3 o'clock here and 95 degrees in the afternoon. I had a family of deer. Five hummingbirds came up to me. Everybody's kind of excited because they know I'm doing this today. So yeah. I'm connected with the animal kingdom. I, I, had, I had to laugh when you said cows. What would a cow's, I know. What would I, a cow's, prob- what would, what would a cow's primary complaint be? Well, the lady that I worked with, because I hadn't worked a lot with cows, but she came to me at a health expo and she said, I need help with my cows. And I said, well, I'll see if I can talk to them. Because nine times out of ten, I don't have the animal in front of me. I'm just doing this with no animal in front of me. I'm just connecting with their spirit and hearing them. Mm-hmm. She's, she's like, she told me she's like a cow shepherd. She shepherds the cows into a different place. And she was having problems doing that. And there was a lot of issues with the cows, and they had some diseases. So because I have a medical background and a holistic health background, I tuned into what was happening with the diseases. And I also told her what the cows were saying. I mean, they didn't like where she was putting them. And I gave her some suggestions whether she could do it or not. I don't know, you know, because mm-hmm. you got to put the cows where you can put them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, um, <clears throat> so you can do this with people over the phone? Absolutely. Most of my work seems to be online over the phone now. Uh, when people want me to come to them, that's great. It, a lot of times what people like to do, because you know how we love our animals, they have pictures. Like when I work at different health expos and they know I'm going to be there and I don't just work with people, they will bring me a picture of their dog, a picture of their cat, a picture of their bird. And I don't need that picture. I don't need to know the name of the animal. They're just right there for me and I can talk to them. But, of course, it's nice to see pictures of people's animals and I always fuss over them and make a big deal of it because it's important to that person. Sure, but I sure. see that picture, but to be honest with you, I, I don't need it. Right, right. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we are definitely going to have Alana back uh, in our next segment. So let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back in a jiffy. I'm your doggy, and I love you. DeRoche with All Paws for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk Radio. We have Alana Joy with us who's speaking about her abilities as an animal communicator. And um, <clears throat> it's been a fascinating segment so far. I wanted to ask you, Alana, uh, why do you call yourself an animal communicator instead of like a, a pet psychic? Well, from what I've gathered from working around psychics, and there's fabulous ones here, they work from kind of a different realm. Because Mm -hmm. this has always been here for me and been really natural, to me it's very much of a God's given talent and gift. For instance, when I work with people, I don't use tarot cards or, you know, hold something of theirs or have to, you know, in the case of the animals, have to have a picture of the pet. To me, it's just, bang, it's there. It's a very spiritual thing. So that's why I just kind of don't call myself a psychic because I don't feel like I am. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, how do you do your healing work 
uh, and prayers with the animals. Uh, you know what is involved in the process in order to heal or solve uh, a, a, a pet's issues. Well, first of all, I talk to talk to the animal before I do any kind of healing. For instance, I'm very gifted at working with animals that are getting ready to be in transition. For instance, I'll give you an example of a pet owner had this dog that kept getting these recurring cysts, and she was being, you know, the good pet owner, taking the animal to the vet and having them removed, and mm-hmm. they kept growing back. And when she asked me to talk to her animal, the animal said, please tell her I'm done. I do not want to go back to the vets anymore for that torture and have those cysts removed. I want her to stop the treatment. And then, you know, it shortened the life of the animal because these were cancerous and they were, you know, the animal wasn't meant to be around too much longer. And once she made that decision and let the animal go, I mean, she thanked me afterwards, but she was in this circle of just constantly going to the vet, spending thousands of dollars, and this animal did not want her to keep doing it. It was suffering, didn't want it anymore. Now, in that case, I may have done Reiki because I am a Reiki master and I am a minister, so I was praying for the ease of the transition for this animal because the animal said to me, do not do any healing work to prolong my life because I don't want it. Well, for our listeners who are not familiar with the term Reiki, could you explain to us what that is? Well, you go through different levels of initiation as a Reiki master. It can take you years to, to get to the level of master, and you're taught all these different ancient Japanese symbols and you either draw them out or say them, and you bring them into the auric field of the person or the animal, and it causes specific healing. There's different symbols for emotional healing, for physical healing, for pain relief, and what I do, I can do it like I can just think of a person and send them the symbols, and they instantly get healing. Like people go away, and, you know, their stomach ache goes away, and because I'm a minister and I'm very intuitive... I'm also saying these intuitive prayers for people. Like I know when a person or an animal does not want me to do specific healing, like I was saying a minute ago, to prolong their life. Mm -hmm. And if the person that I'm working with, with the animal, is open enough to hearing that, I will tell them that. Sometimes I don't. I just work with them, answer their questions, and I allow the natural process to happen because not everybody's ready to hear that. Right, right. And you know how people are with their animals. I mean, I have, you know, a lot of tears and and a lot of joy with my work, you know, just depending on what situation I'm dealing with. Yeah. Well, it's got to be heartbreaking. Uh, One of the things I'm interested in is uh, when you know that a pet is about to make a transition from this life to the next, um, are there anything that you can do for that pet to help them in making that transition? Well, the prayers and the Reiki, you can do for that. In other words, not to heal them, but if you give them enough energy, sometimes it actually even helps the process along. And put it this way, they're not in pain. So they're taking... See, animals will take the energy in that they need. You know how cats get on your lap and they purr and that and they give us energy? Yeah. They're sponges, so they will take whatever energy I'm sending them and use it for what it is they need, pain relief while they're getting ready to pass on or actual energy to pass them on faster. 
they know. Animals are they're a lot smarter than us. Um, have you, uh, in your own personal experience with your own animals that have passed, uh, do you find that uh, there are times when you feel that they're uh, communicating with you from where they are after they've moved on? Absolutely. I believe that every animal we've ever had, every pet we've ever had, is around us in spirit form. And I have pictures of animals that have passed on, and I pick up the picture, which I don't even have to do, and and they just talk to me. Because to me, the other realm, the other side of the veil, heaven, whatever you want to call it, I can hear on the other side the same as I can hear, you know, talking to you right now. There's no difference for me. For an animal or a person on the other side, I can hear everything just like I can with you. Wow. So, so um, do you find that if they, uh, you can communicate with them after they've passed any time you wish, or is it, a, is it a situation that over a period of time it becomes faded, the connection? Sometimes, yes, it's faded. It depends on what realms they go into, but 90% of the time... There's no difference. It's like relatives that we have have passed on or our animals. They're all around us because they're just in the spiritual realm. They just don't have a form anymore in the body, but they're still part of us and part of our soul family. So there's no difference. I mean, and, that, and I say that easily because that's what I experience, and I realize that's not what everyone experiences. So do you work with uh, people that are ill that perhaps may not have a pet but would be interested in in your abilities? Absolutely. That I do more of that. Lately I've been doing more of the animal, but I do have done more of that. Because I worked in hospitals for years, I have a traditional medical background, and then I studied to become a, a, a light therapist and a Reiki master, and I've studied in nutrition and vitamins and herbs, and I specialize in helping people to cleanse toxins out of their body. Sometimes I help with the animals to do with, you know, flea prevention and different things. And I always, doing all of this, always recommend going to their vets or going to the medical doctors. And I will actually tell people things that they need to go and get done at their doctor. I'll actually say, look, I don't like what I'm seeing in your body or I don't like what's going on in this animal's body. And I refer them. I tell them they need to go to, you know, get medical help. Well, when you're when you're sitting down with a human being, uh, are you ever given the exact diagnosis of what they have? Sometimes, yes. I'll, I'll be, you know, they'll be having problems with their blood sugar, and they don't realize that, and they haven't had any kind of blood tests or anything for a while, and they don't realize the symptoms that they have. But yes, I will get specific things. But mostly, what I usually get, Kit, is when these things are about to start happening, like. Maybe somebody's borderline diabetic. Um, you know, their liver's really toxic. I can see disease in animals and people before it gets to be actually diagnosed. Like they may get tests and it's not showing up yet. And then mm-hmm. I will give them advice if they're open to it uh, on how to change their diet. I will tell them specific foods. It's all coming through this angelic realm. It's like I can hear the angels that are around people talking because they know everything about you and they know everything about the animals. So I get messages, and a lot of it doesn't make sense to me, but it does to the person. 
or right, the person, right. the pet owner. Right, right, right. So, if so, in your day-to-day travels on the way to a store or the bank or the grocery store, do you find you you run into animals that come to you for help? Yes. Like if I go to somebody's house to visit and they have a cat that jumps on my lap and curls up, they'll say to me, that cat doesn't like anybody, doesn't go to anybody, and it'll be sitting right there on my lap. <laughs> you know, or a dog that everyone's afraid of, or and wild animals. You know, I've always been <clears throat> coming across injured wild animals, and I will put my hand above them and do healing work, and sometimes I bring them back to life. You know, they look like they're, I think they're either dead or almost dead, and next thing you know, the bird comes up off the ground and flies away, and I'm going, well, okay. Wow. It, it'll take the healing that I give it, or it'll die. One, one thing, you know, it'll be either or. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you've had situations like that where you, you, even in your own backyard, you run into a squirrel or a bird or some little creature that isn't doing well, and they approach you? Yeah, or something like I have a cat that tends to help itself to small animals and birds. Mm-hmm. And the other day it, it came up to the back door and it had a, a chipmunk in its mouth. And the chipmunk was still alive but looked like it was on its way out. And I got the chipmunk out of its, out of its mouth and the cat came inside and the chipmunk was laying there with all these teeth marks in it, bleeding and looking like it was at the end. So I went, well, I'll pray for it and send it energy and I thought it was I was just helping it to transition. Well, next thing I know, the thing got up, started hopping, and then got up and jumped, and then skittled away with all of its teeth marks and blood and, uh, you know. Wow. So I don't know if it died or came, but I, it kind of scared me because I thought it was almost dead. Well, we have to take another quick break, but Alana is going to be with us in the next segment, so we will be back with you shortly. Thank you. I'm your doggy. Welcome back, everyone. This is Kit DeRoche with All Pause for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk Radio. And our first guest is Alana Joy. She's been with us a couple of segments, and we are discussing her uh, her unusual abilities uh, to connect with animals, and um, she's been an animal communicator for many years now. So um, <clears throat> we've just been reviewing her abilities, and it's been quite fascinating uh, Alana, I wanted to ask you, um, I have my own Yorkie rescue, and I take in a lot of uh, different animals. Most of them are healthy, uh, but some of them are not. And today, coincidentally, we uh, received an emergency phone call from a woman who had purchased a Yorkie puppy, and it's not doing well. It's um, <clears throat> It's had pneumonia and uh, then it's had bronchitis, Um, but uh, there appears to be another issue, and I just received a phone call from my vet before the show started that uh, they'll be doing an ultrasound this afternoon that something doesn't seem right. Her name is Rosie. She's five months old, and she weighs two pounds, five ounces, and I was wondering if there might be some insight you could give us on Rosie. 
Well, you have a great connection with Rosie already. I know you haven't taken her in yet. She definitely is having issues with breathing in life. I, I don't know what her background is, but I see that she's had some been around quite a bit of trauma that's caused her to get sick and, and not feel safe because she keeps telling me I, I don't feel safe. That's why I'm not breathing good and I have disease. So she's not feeling really safe. But there is a chance with you taking her in, there's a real love bond there between the two of you, and I'm just seeing you nurturing her and caring for her and her, you know, talk to her. I know it sounds silly, but you need to tell her to breathe. Mm-hmm. Well, she, 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 she's in she, very good. She's in, uh, she's coughing a lot, and yeah. uh, it looks like uh, the ailments that would normally have caused coughing are clearing up. So um, yeah. they're, con- they're concerned now about her heart. And, of course, this could be a defect that she was born with. But if it is, it's, it's, um, I've had dogs and puppies, too, that have come into our rescue who have had uh, issues with their heart. And it's been heartbreaking because they didn't make it. So right. This well, is a there's a possibility she may not make it. But I keep, she keeps showing me her heart, and she just says, I need love. I need somebody to love me. She said, all these people are doing all this stuff to me, but I need love. If I'm going to survive here, I need love. And the breath, I just keep seeing the heart and breath of life. It's like she needs to, to breathe in the love. If there's somebody that cares enough about her and shows her the love, and, you know, she wants to be held. You know, she's still a baby. She's a puppy. Yeah. She wants to be held. And she's getting so many medical things done to her right now, and she's not getting the nurturing she needs. So... <clears throat> Think of it this way. You're going to take her in and you're going to give her, whether it's end-of-life nurturing, because you're very, very good at that, I get, or, you know, she's going to she's going to rally and she's going to end up staying because of the bond that you have with her. You're, this one is kind of going to be real special to you, no matter how long she lives or not. You're just going to, she's really going to touch your heart very deeply. I hate to tell you this, but they all do. <laughs> well, they this- all do. This one, I don't know. There's something that you have with her that you'll know what I mean. I, it doesn't mean anything now, but you've got something with her that's a little different and very special. So you'll know what I mean. I, it doesn't mean anything right now. Well, I'll be seeing her in a couple of hours, and so I'll, she's having an ultrasound on this afternoon, and that will tell us a lot. So, um but, you know, it's just another uh, puppy mill dog that's come into the world with uh, all kinds of health issues that are so preventable. Um, but Well, and are they check? I'm sure they're checking her for heartworm and the, the different things that affect the heart because, you know, a lot of them need to be dewormed from whatever environment they've come from. Yeah, I think all of that's been uh, taken care of by the previous owner. She... She loved the dog very much, but I think she's into the the, um, the medical bills now for about $3,000. And, uh, you know, sometimes people just can't do it. So uh, Oh, the vet bills are phenomenal to save, save these little ones. And, but, but she wants you to know that no matter what you do with her or you don't do with her, she wants you to know how appreciative she is that you are such a loving individual and you're taking her into your home. So she just wants you to know because you can't maybe hear her like I can. She just 
She's sending you, I can feel it. She's sending all this love to both of us right now from her heart, as weak as it is and with all of her issues. So no matter what happens, it's all about love. Yeah. And love can heal her. Your love can heal her. Wow. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Um, Alana, uh, how would somebody contact you if they were interested in having a a session on the phone or do you have a website or how would they find out more information about what it is that you do? I know that you live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Correct, correct. If they go to my website, it's alanajoy.weebly.com. Alana spelled A-L-A-N-N-A-H. And joy.weebly.com. They can contact me. All of my information's on there. They can even send me an email from my website, and they'll see my rates and how I work and everything. Okay, and I'm going to repeat that. It's A-L-A-N-N-A-H-J-O-Y.weebly.com. Correct. Is there is there anything else you'd like to share with us in regards to what you do? This has just been fascinating, and I would love for you to come back uh, as a guest again in the future. Well, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on your show today. And I, I just want to thank everybody that's there that's listening today because what I do, I get taught about unconditional love every day when I work with the animals and the pet owners and everything. And, and really, it's it's like I said a few minutes ago, it's all about love. And I love this kind of work because I get so much satisfaction out of it and so much love from the animals. Well, Alana, have you ever worked with someone who's had a rescue? Oh, absolutely. I, I have had a lot of rescues myself and worked no, with a not, lot of rescues. No, not a rescue dog. Oh. They actually run a rescue group, a, a, a rescue operation. They have dogs coming and going every day. Not, No, not specifically, but that's, it's interesting you say that. That's something um, I'm interested in doing. I also would love to work with horses, horse rescues, because I seem to have a very, very strong bond with horses. So wow. I haven't done that kind of work, other than my own personal experiences. <clears throat> Well, I, I think that uh, I'm, <laughs> we, our rescue group might be contacting you because I have some issues in my house that I'm trying to figure out what the problem is. And I'm well, trying I'm to listen. i glad to come but... over if you want me to come over or just talk to you on the phone, whatever, whatever works for you. Well, that would be great. Well, this has been an absolute joy, and uh, this is Alana Joy, and I really enjoyed speaking with you today, and I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed this conversation as well. So uh, we will be um, talking soon, I think, you and I, and uh, we've got to get you back on the show. So thank you so much, Alana Joy, for joining us today. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. I'm your doggy, and I love you. Welcome back, friends. This is Kit DeRoche with All Pause for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk Radio, and our next guest is Jeremy Gateman, and um, he has been experienced in physical rehab since 1998. He specializes in spinal and joint issues as well as nutrition, and he's uh, carried that over to pet health. 
So um, I'm very glad that you're joining us today, Jeremy. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. So let me, uh, let me ask you, um, we get in a lot of pets uh, on our pet rescue every day, and some of them come in and they're old or they're weak or they're not well. Uh, so how would I increase circulation in a pet or even in a human being? How, how would that work? Well, it's, it could be done many different ways. You know, it, it, it kind of depends on what you're dealing with. Um, but great ways for both us, uh, as humans in our dogs, whether they're younger dogs and or, or our aging animals, is walking. Um, taking walks is a great way to do it. There's also great stretches that we can do um, for our animals that really help to increase the circulation. As we stretch out those connective tissues and those muscles, it really helps to increase that fluid in that joint, which really decreases um, any weight-bearing injuries as well as any onset of arthritis. And it's the same for us. Stretching out those connective tissues really minimizes long-term effects of arthritis and other prolonged injuries um, that we get as now, we get would older. That ha- would that help uh, manage pain and muscle weakness? It would. Um, with the pain and muscle weakness, um, the pain we want to figure out where it's coming from. And it's not necessarily, again, with our animals. It, it can come from many different places, and it's tough for them to tell us where their pain is. Um, and it's the same for us. Dealing with the muscle weaknesses, again, is, is dealing with going through some specific stretches that you can do, uh, which really helps to minimize the pain. Um, And also the weakness is walking, getting your dog in the pool, Hmm. showing them um, specific exercises that can be done are really simple. And again, it's the same thing for us. As we get older, there's specific muscle fibers. And as we strengthen a muscle, Usually within a 24-hour period of time, a muscle can atrophy, which means that it can weaken. So that's why exercise on an ongoing basis for us and for our animals is so important because it keeps those areas strong. That Again, is, it a, can start doing that in, in as little as 24, hour, uh, 24 hours? A muscle, right, a muscle atrophies. It decreases its strength and it loses some of its you know, nutrients. Um, within a 24-hour period of time is what the studies have showed, and it's pretty true. Um, And that's why with people that have arthritis, and that's why with our dogs that have arthritis, specific movements and weight-bearing exercises are so important on an ongoing basis because it really helps to not neutralize but uh, give the bones and and give the, the joints proper nutrients on a consistent basis. And that's really important on an ongoing basis Mm -hmm. with a specific uh, injury with us and or with our animals. Mm -hmm. Well, our last guest, uh, Alana, was an animal communicator, and and animals told her when she didn't feel well, when they didn't feel well. And, uh, you know, we're not all animal communicators, so short of an animal, uh, you know, vomiting or having diarrhea, 
what are some of the signs that our pets are not feeling well if there's no outward symptoms that are obvious? And, and how would they communicate that to us? You know, that's a great question. Um, it's, it's much different from us as uh, humans that experience headaches or muscle aches, back pain, neck pain. When our dogs are experiencing and, and going through um, some trauma and some discomfort, our animals continue to go and go. Um, and specific signs that you're going to see with your animal, and, and that can be a dog, a cat, that can be up to, to being a, a larger animal such as a horse, there's going to be a, a different amount of energy. The animal may be a little bit more lethargic, um, may not want to go on a walk. There's certain things you may see your animal favoring uh, one side more than the other. Uh, you may notice that there may be um, a little sort of uh, swelling in a certain area, which is sometimes tough to see. Um, but when you're looking at their paws or you're looking at their legs, sometimes it's easy to see um, as you're rubbing their, uh, their paws or their legs to see if there's any inflammation. And then you want to take a look and, and see if you need to get your animal to the vet and get them some professional help to make sure that there's nothing serious going on. Uh, what, would, what would be some of the best treatments for dealing with uh, these body issues and, and pain that one of your uh, pets may be experiencing or even human beings? We had an issue with our animal many years ago, and she started off <clears throat> at a young age uh, with some arthritis. And um, we started doing some massages. We started doing some work with a heating pad. One of the great things to use for our animals, and you always want to make sure that you put a protective coating around the heating pad if that's something that you're going to use because an animal can't tell you whether it's too hot or not, and you want to make sure that you don't burn their skin. But wrapping a heating pad on, you know, their back or their leg, a great circulatory area for an animal is their back, is their spine. That's where a lot of the energy and that's where a lot of the circulation goes to both the front and to the back legs. Mm -hmm. So if you're just to place a, a nice warm heating pad and wrap, make sure you wrap a blanket around it, that's a great tool, and it's also a great tool for us. Any way increasing, you know, increasing circulation is a vital thing for us as, again, humans and animals as we get older. Um, it's a great way to minimize long-term injuries and long-term uh, issues with arthritis. Uh, Jeremy, would would water therapy be good? Like my water dad has one of those great. water tanks that they walk dogs that have arthritis. And, it's uh, great. It is. Yes, water therapy for your animal is great. If even if you have a pool at home, it's great to get your animal in the pool, <clears throat> put your arms underneath their belly, and sort of just get their paws moving. It's a wonderful thing because the buoyancy factor is crucial for healing. It takes the weight off. Buoyancy is when you're able to take the stress off of the joints. Again, both for us as humans and uh, for animals, getting in the pool for, for both of us is, is great. There's a, a, a water treadmill that they use for knee patients and hip patients. And it's great because 
you're able to take the stress off the joint and you're not fully weight bearing with all of your weight and able to allow that joint to heal and increase range of motion through the exercise. So yes, pool therapy is fantastic. And what about hot many... tubs? Not not for, hot tubs. Yeah, not for not for dogs, but I mean, for are hot tubs uh, beneficial for humans? Absolutely, um, hot tubs are great just as long as you don't have any other issues um, that will enable you uh, not to be in there. Which hot would tubs be are what? Great. What would be one issue? You know, whether you have. You know, if you have blood pressure issues, if you have any heart issues, um, those are things that you want to make sure that you check out first. But hot tubs are great. You get in there, you'll be able to relax. The muscles increase the circulation. And again, uh, just to reiterate, as we get older, as we exercise, as people ride their horses, um, back issues are a huge issue with a lot of us these days as we get older and as we age. Increasing circulation is really important for minimizing long-term issues with our bodies. And, yes, a hot tub is great. Don't make it too hot. And it's great. It's a wonderful way of uh, healing your body. Yeah. Uh, uh, my husband has one, and he, he's, uh, he's... Is cut. he uh, using it? Pardon? Is he using his hot tub? Yeah, yeah, he he uses it and and he swears by it and he's received a lot of beneficial um, positive it's, it's, results from using the hot tub. But I just wondered because I do know that um, I have a friend who has a severe heart problem and he's been told not to use a hot tub. That is correct. Right, right, right. Just because when your body gets too warm, your blood pressure can drop, um, and so. Not necessarily the safest thing. Maybe for your friend, it would be better for him um, or her to get into the pool where the temperature is a little bit more controlled. Right, um, exactly. And there can be some other, and there can be some other people around. And again, the hot tub is a great way to sort of use it as your own care if you're going through some issues we, with your body. But uh, Jeremy, we have to take a hard yeah. break. Uh, but we're going to be back in a, in a jiffy, so if you can just hold on to that thought, we will be back shortly. This is Kit Roche with uh, All Pause for the Cause, and we're going to take a quick break. Thanks. I'm your doggy, I'm your doggy. and I love you. with all pause for the cause, WPET, Pet Talk Radio. And we're talking to Jeremy Gateman. <clears throat> He's from California, and he is uh, experienced in physical rehab for quite a few years and specializes in spinal and joint issues, which now he carries over to pet health. So we've been receiving some informative information from him today, and I really appreciate it. So, uh, Jeremy, let me ask you, yes. uh, we've been talking about different methods uh, of yeah. making your pet who might be uh, suffering from arthritis more comfortable, but yeah. one of the big issues in today's economy is managing um, care for our pets. Yeah. 
Yes. So do you have any tips on managing your dog's care on a budget? You're right. It's so tough these days um, with, you know, the economy changing and people being able to not do as much for their pets. It, it's tough. Yes. You know, it, it reverts a lot to what we do for ourselves that we can also use for our pets. Um, and they're really simple tools. Um, one of the great tools that you can do um, for your animal, if this isn't an issue that where the animal needs to see a vet. Again, these are things that you can do on your own. If you've been properly instructed, you've seen the vet, and there's nothing serious going on. Simple heating pad. Um, again, make sure that you wrap the heating pad, place it on the area that you know uh, has an issue, do it for 10 minutes. Um, that's one of the best things is, again, for us as humans and, and for dogs, one of the most important things is increasing circulation. And uh, the other issue and trick that I've learned over the years is using Epsom salts. Epsom salts for our animals for is great. Absolutely. It's non-toxic. It's not going to be ingested. But what you're going to do is you're going to make a wrap. And one of the easy ways and most most common injuries for animals are, are leg injuries, right? So it's either going to be the knee, it's going to be the shoulder. Um, and we found that using regular Epsom salts, putting a little bit of warm water, but placing the Epsom salts in a diaper, in a baby diaper, is huge because it won't leak. You're going to be able to keep the Epsom salts in there. You're going to be able to wrap the area with Oh, so you don't have to put your dog in the tub. No, you don't have to put your dog in the tub. That'd be crazy. No. <laughs> although, although that would be actually pretty cool. That would be actually good. If you, can get, you, could, you could get your dog in the tub with a little Epsom salt. That would be great. Um, and, again, you don't want your dog to ingest it. If they do, you know, noticeable diarrhea, a little stomach ache, but, but nothing that's toxic. But so if you had a lab that you wanted to put in the tub and he was just happy sitting there without drinking the water, oh my you could God, just do it. bring him a little martini and he'd be set. Absolutely. Just make sure you have one for yourself, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's well, one here in Los Angeles. I didn't know Epsom salt would be so. So your your method would be to put it uh, to heat heat it up and make a uh, put it in a diaper and then wrap it around the dog's arm uh, legs or. Yeah, it's simple. Yep, just put you know a, a half a cup to a cup of Epsom salts, a little bit of warm water, um, and and you can use a towel. Um, okay. This can be done in a towel. What we like about the diapers is they don't leak, and you can sort of adhere it to the area, um, and it's pretty comfortable. It's a great thing. Listen, if you can get your dog into the bathtub with a little bit of Epsom salts, um, that's also a fantastic way to do it. I think it's a little bit more challenging. But um, And is it warm? You, 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 heat this, you heat it up a little? You heat up the Epsom salts just with lukewarm water. That's okay. all you have to do because the Epsom salts are going to, uh, you know, dog skin and fur is pretty oily, so they're able to sort of, absorb that stuff uh, just like we can through the pores of our skin. So you don't have to make it hot, just nice, lukewarm. Make and how it long would you keep that applied? I would do it for five to ten minutes, really no okay. longer. And, and how many times a great. day if the issue was uh, severe? Um, I would do it twice a day. 
Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you need to do it very much more than that. Um, Can you think of any other natural vitamins or supplements for animals that would save a trip to the vet? Like I know that some uh, vets uh, suggest giving an arthritic dog uh, glucosamine. Glucosamine, right, right, right. That's great. Um, They're actually doing a lot of new studies now with the new formulas with the glucosamine and chondroitin. Um, And they're great for animals. You know, there's a lot of other medications out there that the vets use that are needed that are a little bit more um, uh, more of a prescription type medication. It's it's tough with that. Um, the chondroitin in glucosamine really is the best. Besides using more of your fatty acids, your fish oils. Fish oils is really safe. It's non toxic for your animals, just like it is for us for humans. And it does really help to lubricate the joints. And, and the they, they come in little capsules, right? They come, yep, they come in little capsules. And what do you just open the capsule dog. and pour the oil open. on their food? Yep, it's a gel capsule, and you can also comes in liquid too. So you oh. can either open up, yep, it comes in a bottle, so you can either use it as. Uh, in, in a bottle or you can get the, the gel capsules and you squeeze the liquid, the fish oils into your dog's food and uh, it's, it's done. Sometimes it's better to give it to them separately and not in their food because you want it to be digested a little bit differently without the food. Sometimes the food can overtake as the food gets digested in the system and in the stomach. Mm-hmm. So sometimes give the dog the medication first you know, wait 10 minutes, let the, the process happen, and then you can feed your dog. You want to sometimes minimize um, combining the two because sometimes the food can overpower the actual medication during mm-hmm. the digestive process. So let me ask you this now. For an arthritic dog, how yeah. long should you walk a dog that has some kind of an injury or a, um, a age-related ailment? Is there... Because uh, some dogs get out there and they want to go. Oh, absolutely. Um, again, there's no right or wrong answer, and there's no right or wrong time limit. Um, I think it comes down to what your animal is going to tell you. If you're going on a walk, you know, we walk our dog sometimes, and we just know that when we come home, she's limping a little bit, and she's a little bit more tired and or lethargic, so we know that we've gone a little bit too far. And then it's just managing from there, knowing that instead of taking that half-hour walk, we're going to cut it down to 15 minutes. Um, or if you take your dog on long walks, if, if your dog has some, some injuries or some arthritis, whether it's young or old, and it's, again, the same thing followed by us for humans, Walking's great. Weight-bearing exercises are fantastic. If you're doing a one-hour walk with your animal and you notice that your animal, and you're doing that three, four times a week, cut it back and and sort of switch it around. Do an hour maybe on a Monday and and cut it back on a Tuesday or or on a Wednesday and give your dog a little bit more recovery time. And your dog will then come back and rejuvenate and heal much quicker. And it's the same thing with us with working out. It's you know, going through our workout process, and if we notice that we're a little bit sore or our bodies are fatigued, it's taking that break, giving our bodies the recovery time because we're going to come back a little bit stronger, we're going to be healthier, we're going to have the energy to go through our workouts much better the next time. 
And again, it follows the same thing with our dogs. If there's something that's serious going on and you notice through your walks or your hikes, you know, take your dog to the vet and make sure that everything is okay. But it's up to us to sort of manage their, their walks, their hikes, in regards to how they're going to react when we come home. That's, that's really the best way of doing it is we're, we've got to be the ones to be in charge. They're not going to necessarily tell us much besides a um, little bit of energy change or there's going to be uh, favoring one side or the other. And that's a lot of noticeable signs that we see with our animals with a little overdue exercise. Right, right. Well, we've got about two minutes left, but um, I really enjoyed um, this this chat. I had no idea that I could use Epsom salt on my dogs. So, yes, it's um, great. And it's, that's again, great following tip. back, it is, and it follows back to doing things on our own for our pets and for ourselves on a budget and yeah. being able to utilize things that are there that are natural that aren't going to be toxics for either for our bodies or for our dog's bodies. Yeah, well, that's important. Um, And that's important. Jeremy, if somebody wanted to contact you or talk further with you, do you have a website or some way for someone to be able to contact you? Absolutely. My website is www.totalfitandrehab.com. And FIT is spelled I-F-T and A-N-D, rehab.com. And my phone number would be 310-994-9477. And that would be the best way for them to get uh, a hold of me. They can go to my website and check it out. And or give me a phone call if they've got some questions. I'd be happy to help them out. Okay, I'm going to repeat the website. It's www.totalfitandrehab.com, and Jeremy's contact phone number is 310-994-9477. So it's been uh, great to have this conversation. I learned a lot of things, and I hope our guests have too. And, Jeremy, you've got to come back and uh, talk with us again. I think that the information that you've shared today has been great. I would love to, and I thank you so much for having me on your show, and uh, have a great day. I thank you, Jeremy. It. You're welcome. So this concludes our show. I hope you've all had a great time. Uh, this is Kit DeRoche with All Pause for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk Radio. Until next time, have a great day. Thanks.